0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek It's Hey, this is Matt Lesher This is Phil Lamar
1: Hey, this is Rob McHillor A.K.A.
0: The Penguin Gossip, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live
1: here we go. all right welcome everybody to this uh, week's edition of Geek Vibes Live uh, We are a week away from the premiere of Avenger's endgame, so everybody in geek World is excited for that movie uh, but I've got two great um, panelists today uh Dane and Nick. So, Dane, won't you say hi to all the geeks out there? Hello,
0: geeks. This is Patrick Stewart on behalf of Dane Alves. <laughs> we wanted to wish you a wonderful Easter, Good Friday, Passover,
1: or even 420 if you smoke the hooch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Patrick Stewart's a better guest, uh, anyways. Uh, so, we look forward to having you uh, for the show, Patrick. Oh, uh, fuck Nick, how are you doing? <laughs> I am good. I'm good. Uh,
2: Dane, I think you hit all the big ones except Earth Day. Uh, Earth Day is Monday, so happy Earth Day for, for everybody uh, who celebrates that.
1: <laughs> I don't think anybody cares about Monday being Earth Day since Monday is the premiere uh, of the Avengers Endgame in Hollywood. So, um, real quick, if you have been. Unless you've been living under a rock, about a four-minute uh, video was released showing multiple scenes from the movie. Uh, so if you happen to run across it and you don't like spoilers, please stay away because it is very spoiler-heavy. I don't know if you two actually saw it or if you like spoilers. Uh, nope. But I'm pretty sure you all know it's out there. Nope. Nope and nope. All right. Well, last week we were on a break, uh, but we're back this week. Um so that means we did not get a chance to talk about the huge news from Star Wars Celebration uh which uh, there were actually a couple things uh we don't really talk talk about a lot of video games on there, but the Jedi Fallen Order game with Cameron Monahan if you're a video game fan uh that's something to look forward to but we finally got the uh trailer or a teaser for Star Wars and uh, Episode 9 and we also got the, the title of the movie uh, the Rise of Skywalker. This whole movie is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga, but they decided to name the name of the movie The Rise of Skywalker. So, anyways, uh, Dane, I know you got a chance to see the trailer. Uh, what did you think? Don't talk about the ending because we'll go into that um, after you talk talk about the trailer. Uh, but what did you what was your overall thoughts about it? Which ending are you referring to? <laughs> um, I
0: thought the trailer, I thought the trailer was really, really good, man. Um, it got me pumped. Uh, I loved the, the little flip thing that, uh, that Ray did, um, you know, over the, uh, the, the, the shit that someone X wing, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what the fuck it was. I'm sure some, someone's yelling at me. That was a cool scene. Uh, the I love seeing it. Lando again. Just whatever. Tomato, it's to Molly. Um, uh, yeah, I loved uh, seeing Lando back i um, still wishing that we get to see all those guys together, but whatever, you know, shit happens. am not going to bitch about it too much. I um, also love that we did get confirmation with this trailer. That there was more footage, um, you know, with Princess Leia, because I'd like to see more of her involved in the plot. Um, kind of, I'm wondering how much we have. Uh, you know, whoever wants to correct me on this, uh, was it Mark Campbell's voice narrating the trailer itself?
1: Yes. Yes, it was.
0: Was that, was it something that he said in the last movie, or is this new stuff? That's one thing I don't remember, and I was wondering.
2: No, this is new.
0: It's all new. So that's good. That's that's also pretty cool. The name is pretty cool, The Rise of uh, the Skywalkers. I'm wondering what that really means. I know a lot of the, the theories that I've heard, because I listened to Collider Live and Christian Harloff is a huge Star Wars geek. So the whole concept of the floating hand of Luke's and all that stuff, you know, biological engineering process of Ray, whatever the hell they go into might be completely fucking wrong, but I like the last one. I like the first one out of this trilogy. I'm not as much of a diehard, so I understand that people were mad, um, partially in my opinion that things didn't go their way, but, you know, I'm also a a pissed-off DC fan, so I don't really have much say in the matter, because, yeah, it's like being a masochist, I guess. Anyways, um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed the trailer. We... We can't talk about the big thing uh, at the end because you want to save that. And I'm also looking forward to hearing about you know, The Mandalorian as well with that news and also about Cameron Monaghan uh, being a part of the video game. Huge fan of Shameless. Loved him as Jerome in, in, uh, in Gotham so, oh, and Jeremiah or whatever the hell, the two jokers. Uh, I think he's a great actor, so I'll be excited about seeing what happens with that. And, uh, yeah,
2: um, this definitely got
0: me pumped for the next film.
1: Uh Nick, what did you think about the trailer?
2: Uh yeah, I thought it was awesome. Uh it definitely like hit me in the feels. Um, you know, when when um when she jumps over the TIE Fighter, it's a TIE Fighter name, not next wing. it's a TIE Fighter. Um when she uh it's a TIE type of fighter. TIE Fighter and I don't I can't remember this specific type, but um I but like anyway, TIE Fighter she does <laughs> When she jumps over that and does her little backflip, and then it springs into Leia's theme um, uh, in the trailer, uh, yeah, that got me. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is the last time we're going to see Carrie Fisher. Like, this is it. This is the end. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for it. I'm, I'm really excited that um, the way the direction uh, panned out for this movie is we're going to get – like all of our main characters on a journey together um, instead of having, having them um, be off on, on, you know, different quests. Um, It's all kind of, you know, they brought it all back home and brought all these characters together finally at the end of the last Jedi. And so now we're going to get an adventure with all of these characters, um, you know, moving towards one goal, which is, you know, ultimately really exciting because we see, Still haven't gotten that you know like in two movies we haven't had all these characters together um, so I'm really pumped for that um, the the shots the 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 scenery looks awesome um, the the scene where Kylo uh, takes down the dude with the, the little side hinge of his lightsaber um, the backdrop there looks like fucking awesome Um so yeah, man, I'm just I'm really excited. Uh, I, I am a little curious of the title, like you, Kanan. Like when I heard it, because I saw it on Geek Vibes. Um, Joel posted it, and I was like, "Wait, is this some kind of prequel thing? Uh, is this like a mini series that they're doing?" And he like, and, "And it was like, no, this was like this is episode nine. And so I, I, I was, I I was and still am like a little confused exactly how. That works, um, but I have a feeling that they will um, will kind of make that work. Um, and I guess I've got a couple theories on that. I don't know if you want me to wait on that, and you know we can go into it, or just go ahead and go into it.
1: Uh, no, we 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 can we can wait on that because I mean, okay, maybe we can do like a Star Wars uh, theory show or whatever. Because I mean, really, we can do so a lot. I mean, because I even have my own theories. I mean, we could be here all night talking about them. Um, Very true. But that is something we can look forward to uh, in another show. So if that's something you all want to plan out, we can definitely do that. Um, gotcha. But, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you, um, uh, Dane, I agree, as far as, like, you know, seeing Lando. Uh, and I don't know why they decided to – that they thought it was best to separate – Some of the older casts in the different movies, you know, like in the in Force Awakens, they had um, Han Solo, and then in the second, you know, but they really hyped up Mark Hamill to be in that movie, which he really wasn't. Um, And then, you know, you have Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher um, as, you know, well, Carrie Fisher had more more, um, of a role in uh, the Force Awakens than she did in um, the Last Jedi. Um, But then you bring in Lando for this movie. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Carrie Fisher passed away. I mean, there's, not, there's nothing they can do about that. Um, that's unfortunate. I do wish that they had uh, brought them all together for one movie. Um, it would have been cool to kind of see them all uh, interact with each other. Um, but I love Abrams' style, and I think we get the best of Star Wars um, with Abrams. And I love the George Lucas movies, but I think Abrams does his best to – carry on what Lucas has done, and I saw that in this trailer um, from that opening shot. And it's, you know, there was a lot of epic moments in that one teaser. Uh, That shot with Ray jumping over the TIE fighter, I don't know if that's going to be a training session or what it kind of looked like it was, but either way, this movie is going to go out epic. Um, And, I mean, let's talk about, let's just go into the ending of that trailer. Because The the Last Jedi pretty much set up what we thought is going to be Kylo Ren as the ultimate villain. And, oh my God, Abram stepped in and said, hold my beer. I've got somebody back. <laughs> and, dude, when that laugh at the end of that trailer came... Well, first off, let's talk about the scene that we see before the laugh of the trio mm-hmm. walking up on the Death Star. Uh, so... Maybe they're on indoor. That's something we can get in with the theory uh, show But you woke up and you see the remnants of a Death Star We don't know which one I'm assuming it's the one from uh, um, Return of the Jedi Because the one in A New Hope just completely obliterated um, Yeah But then we hear the laugh So Dan, we'll start with you When you heard the laugh And you saw Ian McDermott come out on stage I mean, what was your thoughts? Like, oh my god, dude The Emperor is coming back What What were your thoughts on that? Anakin,
0: have I ever told you about the story of Do plague as the wise uh fucking awesome I was uh, really happy to see uh Ian McDermott back you know I'm just trying to I'm, I'm wondering how the fuck it happened I mean I don't know we never saw the body you know go to a a, a, a ending place if you will. But, I mean, he was like, ah! He fell fucking far. I'm wondering how the hell he survived this. What's going on exactly? I'm glad they're doing this. I feel like, as as I've kind of assumed before, I don't know if there was so much cohesive planning uh, for the whole trilogy to lay them out or if they were kind of like t- having an overall general idea and then really incorporating different things between each movie. It seems like it's more that uh, based on the last two films. So this third one, it's like, I wish there was a connection with Snoke. Maybe we will find out about that. I'm wondering exactly what he's doing. If there, you know, there obviously has to be, I think at least, some involvement with Rey uh, and the Emperor, some, some type of connection uh, between the two of them, or Kylo, one, one or the other. And, um, yeah, it's, I, I love the Emperor. Uh, uh, great villain, I mean the real true villain if you will, because I mean, he corrupted Darth Vader. I could definitely understand why people would, would say Darth Vader and, and you have a, a very, very reasonable argument, but Emperor was fucking evil, man. He was horribly, horribly evil. He was an evil politician, you know. I mean the whole part where where him and Yoda are fighting and Revenge Sith, and he's like, ah, 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 ah,
2: ah and
0: doing all that shit, fucking awesome. Um
2: <laughs> Yeah it is. That's the but, best uh, part of that movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's it, all, of, all of his parts. It's the reason why I like actually Revenge of the Sith. I think it has redeeming qualities except for the whole, you can't jump! We're just jumping 6,000 times, Anakin! I can still cut you! Whatever. Either way, I'm not going to get semantics about uh, of Revenge of the Sith, but what I am going to say is that it's awesome having the Emperor back. I'm wondering exactly how, what's going to happen storyline-wise, which I think what the trailer is doing. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what I think about that. Fucking the Forest Company.
1: Yeah, and it's funny that you uh it's funny that you actually started off uh your comments with the uh Darth Plagueis um comments. Ian McDermott actually said that uh George Lucas gets a lot of shit for you know, people say he's a terrible writer, but uh Ian McDermott, who you know is like classically trained, he's been in a lot of great movies where he's had a lot of great roles that you know When it comes to, like, theatrical acting, he actually said that that scene uh, with Hayden was one of his favorite scenes ever, that that it was just one of the best written scenes that George Lucas, he felt George Lucas had done, and and he loved it. It was just – it was kind of like his true coming out as this evil person and his beginning of his manipulation, um, you know, into Anakin. So, I mean – the good thing you know about the emperor is do we possibly see vader in this movie in some form or fashion do we see anakin i mean i'm thinking we do uh but nick what did you think of uh the re- you know the return of the emperor uh
2: well first of all you say will we see anakin um i think it's a like an important little um aside that um luke when you know when he's talking to ray says we've passed on all we know uh, he doesn't say I. So um, you know, that could definitely lend itself uh to Anakin being um sort of in this Force Ghost Council, which I, you know, have kind of like hyped up in my head uh since seeing um the uh the Force Awakens even. Um so that's that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um as far as Palpatine, I'm very curious to see um, how he is used, and if he is the big bad, or if something, you know, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily convinced he is. I think essentially what I think was brilliant about um, A, including him in the marketing, um, but more importantly, just the overall scale of this trailer and what it was able to accomplish. Love, hate, whatever, The Last Jedi. Um, we're we're even mixed on this particular panel here Um, but it definitely did not do um, the job that the force awakens did as far as carrying two years of people just wildly excited and speculating and talking about where things can go from here all of that it's like JJ Abrams was like you know what like I can do that in 90 seconds. Just, like, watch. And he did. Like, he totally fucking did. Um, So putting, like, all of these elements in there, you know, you mentioned Lando, um, Kane, uh, the the Emperor's last at the end of the trailer, the fallen Death Star, which is probably the best use of a Death Star or Death Star-esque feature since the original Star Wars movie. Um, I'm excited that we're... uh, Kind of getting, getting the remnants of the Death Star and having like that play a part in this movie, but not having to go up against the Death Star, like that's interesting to me. I feel good on Abrams there, um, but I, I think it was just really smart. It's really brilliant marketing to like get the hype back because um, it really seems like it it is like um, you know the the stale taste that was left in the mouth of people who did not like the Last Jedi. Are once again excited about where the, how the saga will end, um, and and I think I think I don't think that's any like easy task. That wasn't an easy, a super easy task to achieve, but he definitely achieved it. But yeah, as far as Palpatine and the laugh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see um, what it is. I'm not too concerned one way or the other, honestly. Like there's a, some fraction of people that are like, well, he's just gonna like. He's just going to be trying to, like, fix everything that Ryan Johnson messed up, um, you know, the, and, and, you know, it's going to detract from, you know, that movie and everything else. Like, I I don't really concern myself with that kind of stuff. Like, I'm just going to wait and watch the movie, and I'm probably going to love it. And I'm sure he probably will um, slyly kind of change a few things that were maybe set up and went in a direction that he didn't want them to go. And some things he'll keep. Um, that's just—it was always going to be that way with the way Disney set set this up. Um, so you know, I mean, if you want to be mad at anybody, be mad at Disney. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, in what context we'll get to see him in. Um, and you know, I I think it's it's uh, no sleight of hand here um per se that uh you hear the laugh right as they are looking at the fallen remnants of the death star, and as far as where they are i, I do think it 's the the second death star and i think I think it would be kind of cool um either if they 're on like the o- other side of indoor where it 's you know a slightly different um like uh climate uh or they could be on like a a, a different moon um a different uh moon surrounding uh uh, I, I've never, and maybe we'll finally figure out if Indor is the name of the moon, or if the forest moon of Indoor is the forest moon of the planet Indor. I've ne- I've never known this. I don't know, um, but we. Uh, I, I kind of like the notion that it, it's another moon, um, in it, like it, in that same uh, around that same gas giant planet. Um, so, because I,
1: I don't necessarily need Ewoks.
2: Is all I'm saying, you know.
1: Licking oh, I, I can bet. I can bet a lot of money that we're going to see some Ewoks. I think they're yeah, going to bring them fire. back just for fan service. I, I can see it happening.
2: Well, if they do, they do. But like, I, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> right. Can they sing Shumba Wumba when they do it? <laughs> All right, Are we we're going to have a, like we a Porg hanging out on the Falcon. There, there's like oh there's still gosh. one or
1: two of them I on don't there, want right? Any
2: more pork. Didn't Shubaka eat a couple <laughs> oh, of them? Poor why poor the hell do they poor want poor? to hang out with them?
1: I wait. I think he was gonna eat one, but he didn't because he started crying or whatever.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. He literally ate his friends in front of him. That's why he hung out with them.
2: He he was barbecuing their asses.
1: Well, maybe maybe <laughs> that, that
0: pork. Well, he became threw a cannibal. He, he threw it away
2: when he saw the little pork crying about it or whatever, you know
0: like oh so, I'm sorry for eating I mean, your friends i'm the, not going to eat them now
2: the, the de- well he didn't i'm saying he didn't actually eat him but he i mean he did he did like barbecue him um yeah but like i i think too there was a cut scene from that movie where you know when Luke throws the lightsaber over his shoulder, and, like, Porgs are, like, looking at it and shit. Well, and, like, originally they were going to have, like, it, like, ignite the lightsaber and kill his buddy. I guess they thought it was just a little too dark for Star Wars. Um, what is this, John Wick? Um, Jesus. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, uh, I, I, I've i often speculated that Chewie didn't actually kill the little Porg. It was already dead. Um, and then he was just like, well, no, no reason yeah. to let this go to waste. Yeah, so. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I'm not, All right. I'm just defending. Keeping... I'm just defending him best I can. <laughs> Go ahead, Ken. All
1: right. Well, keeping with the uh, Star Wars theme, uh, Mark Hamill recently announced that he will be providing the voice of Chucky uh, in the uh, Child's Play reboot. We actually got a brand new trailer the other day for Child's Play, um, and you know, towards the end, you do hear um, Chucky finally speak. Uh, but Nick, what was your thoughts on the uh, new Child's Play uh, trailer? It's, it's, it's
2: fine. Um, uh, it's not my, it's not my brand, It's not my cup of tea, um, as far as, uh, movies and specifically the, the kind of horror movie that it is, I guess. Um, but I do love Aubrey Plaza. I do love Mark Hamill. Um, and it, it I'm at, at the very least, it, I'm happy that they, they seem to be modernizing, the story in a way that seems to make sense with making it it like a more tech savvy thing than just a, you know, a regular toy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it definitely looks like it's going to be, you know, like, um, uh, my, my best guess would be there since it's from the producers of it, it's going to have that kind of same feel as it. And if it hits that, like hits that sort of, um, that that balance of uh, you know essentially um, like those horror elements of the unknown uh, matched with situational humor to like link and relate these characters, um, which is no no easy task. But um, you know if it is able to do that or come close to doing what it did in that um, respect, then yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big success. Uh, and I, I did – I, I want to hear more of Mark Campbell, but the little line that we got at the end, um, I think he says, uh, night, Mikey, um, or whatever the kid's name is. Um, like, it, it definitely – you know, we talked about kind of what we wanted as far as um, Hamble doing the voice and not drawing too much on previous things that he's done. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's doing that. Um, definitely sounds like uh, he's, he's kind of culminated a whole new voice Uh, For this character. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited to, um, you know, kind of hear what Mark Hamill does with this and if it becomes one of those, one of the next iconic um, sort of voices um, that, you know, Mark Hamill is so masterful at.
1: All right. Dane, what did you think about the trailer and uh, what do you think about Mark Hamill uh, providing the voice of Chucky? Well, if you're going
0: to get a skeptical horror fan like me more invested in redoing the property and not using the original, um, actor, uh, to reprise the role, um, this is a way to do it, honestly, because Mark Hamill brings credibility. Uh, I said that when we found out that he was playing, that my whole, like, retrospect of, of thinking about this film changed when we found out that he was doing, providing the, uh, voice, um, and now with this trailer, you are seeing that Aubrey Plaza is the, uh, you know, the main person, I guess going to be the, the scream queen, if you will, of this movie that also takes it up. Um, I got a very, um, I got a it vibe. I also got a, like a cabin in the woods. Cause I think that this movie is not taking itself too seriously. Um, but at the same time, it's trying to provide just a fun horror movie. And it was creepy. Uh, the concept itself is actually pretty cool. um, and different, like instead of it being a demonically possessed doll based on a guy that's trying to get away from the cops, that's like this devil worshiper and puts his body in there. You know, it's it's about technology, something that all of us can relate to and be kind of freaked out by. And this is very much, I mean, this this could happen. You could have like a toy that a kid controls and it like syncs up with all of its other digital devices. That's, that's what everything does pretty much now. So um, the concept of the film is great. I love that uh, Tim Matheson from um, Animal House was like giving out all the, the uh, infomercial level stuff about uh, the good guy dolls and stuff. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We didn't get enough of Mark Hamill in this to really get an evaluation of how he's going to be as Chucky. We, we, we got like a little teeny and I think that's going to be set up for the next trailer. But still, I like how that they kind of left mystique within the trailer of not showing us Chucky because we're used to uh, Brandon Dordiff coming in there and just, you know, going from being just this, this, this toy to being this malicious, screaming, you know, antics and, and curse words and stuff like that, it's evil little dolls. So we haven't seen this side, and this might differentiate or actually harpen back to with the original, but we don't know, and I kind of hope that they keep it like that and leave the suspense of how Chucky really is when he, you know, actually acts out uh, for the films themselves. I doubt they'll do that, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the, you know, being a, you know, a skeptic, because when they first announced that they were going to make this movie, and there were, you know, a lot of, a few differences here and there, but a lot of people, you know, including myself, were just like, "Eh, I mean, why, I mean, because first off, I feel like Chucky's kind of played, I mean, there's a lot of movies, I mean, they really haven't given enough time to breathe um, from the last one to even be rebooting the film, Um But you know, like you said, Hamill coming in does give the film a little bit more credibility. I mean, it's got a pretty good cast, Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this, I think they're you know they're keeping the the child Andy and you know the mother. They're keeping that from the original film. I mean, he's going to be called Chucky, but he's not a good guy doll. He's a buddy doll, Um, and he's like a Terminator. He's not a he's not a possessed uh, doll. He's a like you know, just gone haywire, and he's able to control, you know, the products that that company makes, so, I mean, it lends to that, I mean, this could be, you know, end up being a great movie, or it could end up being a total bomb, I mean, a lot of these remakes, you just, you just never know, I mean, it worked for It, it worked for Halloween, um, but, you know, they're, you know, for those two movies, you know, you have, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street, and you have, uh, what was you know, what was a recent movie that they uh, you know that they remade? Um, okay, didn't they try one? to do Friday okay, the thirteenth? Well, well they did, did do yep. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, well, was like, it yeah, actually no, had a couple years ago now. Yeah. Wow. Uh wow. But but <laughs> no
0: it didn't. <laughs> so Then uh, there was those terrible they are, rob man. zombie Halloween movies that everyone loves.
2: <laughs> but don't, i mean don't miss you
1: shoot Dan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
1: but for the the fans of chuck you know for child's play um i think sci-fi is doing it or it might be another channel uh they're I was actually about gonna to have that. their own tv series yeah they're gonna have their own tv yeah. series with brad Dourif coming back and pr- providing the voice so I mean, it's, it's not yeah, if like fans out there, there if fans out
0: there that are upset, at least I think that you got the best option for a remake. They're doing something different. They're still, at least you know, cinematically with the commercials, making it still look pretty creepy. Updating it, getting a good actor to provide the voice and a good actor for one of the main people within that, and then you get a show with Brad Dorif and Jennifer Tilly. With the original characters on sci fi channel, like that I'm assuming is probably gonna be in the same vein as like Ash and the Evil Dead, but they'll have their own spin on it. So I think that's I think
1: that's awesome altogether. I don't know. It's fine with me. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean it, it allows for, for fans uh, you know, for there to be fans of both. I mean people may really love this movie, who knows? And the other movie I was thinking about, I can't believe I forgot about it. That's how much I disliked the movie was The New Pet Cemetery. Ugh God, if you uh, if you <laughs> seen yeah, it, I hadn't seen it. Yeah, it. yep. I mean, it's not. terrible. Yeah, it's it's terrible. <laughs> but anyways, uh so they dropped the entire movie in one trailer for Hobbs and Shaw. If you've seen that 4-minute <laughs> trailer almost. Good god, 4 minutes, dude? Like what the hell, man? I I don't when was the last time a trailer was 4 minutes? But anyways, uh Dane, what did you think about seeing the entire movie in a 4-minute trailer?
0: God, this movie is like if the rock smoke crank. Um, I just, I I thought it was fine, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to, like, go back in my mind to find the trailer, and I really just don't want to. I just remember the ending where apparently we're supposed to believe that the, the rock is not going to get ripped the fucking half while he's pulling a helicopter with a chain and being attached to a fucking truck on the other side. Whatever! Okay, I know that they're ridiculous. I know that there's a lot of comedy back and forth. I haven't watched the last, I think, three Fast and the Furious. I like The Rock. I like Jason Statham. I think Jason Statham, just, he just comes into films, and he talks like this the whole entire time. And that's it. There's nothing else. There's no substance like he originally had in his fucking films. There's just, he's playing Jason Statham. It's kind of like he's the new British Bruce Willis or some shit. And The Rock's great. <laughs> I love The Rock. But... It's just, it's not, this This trailer didn't do anything for me. It, it showed, it, it was way too much. We get the plot, all right, great. You you could have fucking explained that in the movie without having to do that much of a rundown in the trailer. I appreciate The Rocks does 6,000 things at a time, um, but I don't know, maybe this shouldn't have been one of them. I wasn't a fan, honestly. I thought it was just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, you pass, dude, you've been signed to DC for 10 10- or 11 years now, it seems, for Black Adam, and you decide that I'm going to make Rampage, Skyscraper, and Hobbs and Shaw before I make Black Adam. Like, if I was DC, I would be looking at at everybody and be like, I mean, do we really need to wait on this guy? I mean, there's other people out here that could play Black Adam. But he continues to do these underwhelming movies, and I just don't understand it. But uh, anyways, Nick, what did you think of the – Super long, very spoilerish Hobbs and Shaw trailer. Extended edition. Yeah, extended edition.
2: Let me let me preface. Um, <laughs> let me let me preface this statement by saying I have no interest in seeing this movie. I'm not. I, I mean, I uh, I watched part of Fast Seven, um, and then didn't didn't finish it, and then watched didn't watch Fast 8, and have really no interest in watching this. Um, I, I I just – I I thought the, the franchise kind of reached its peak with Fast 5, and that was great, um, and then just kind of, you know, took a turn. Um, but, hey, they make a shit ton of money. They, I mean, they're like the Transformer movies. They make a shit ton of money, um, and people love them, and, you know, I mean, it totally makes sense why um, – the rock would choose to do this movie um you know cuz i mean it's got to make a shit ton of money it's probably going to make a billion dollars um but as far as the trailer's concerned um yeah it was it was fine um I, I i do kind of i one thing i did like about it is the you know him going back to um you know them incorporating uh his kind of samoan um uh roots and so you know that being where they kind of square off for the big end battle and, you know, him, you know, him and his brothers and his, his mom and all that and um and, and within the movie. Um I, so I think that's kind of cool. I don't think there's ever been a movie that's really incorporated like uh that part of um of his background within the film. Um so I do like that. Uh I just I just don't care about the movie. And and it's crazy because like uh, I too really like The Rock. I love Eijaz Elba, and you know Jason Statham. Dane's kind of right. He is kind of like the British Bruce Willis. <laughs> honestly, um, there was a time though when I used to like
0: Dane damn
2: every time, <laughs> every time. Um, Jason Statham would have like a new movie coming out and then like, just after being disappointed time and time and time and time again. Um, that, that excitement just completely wore off. Um, but, uh, but I mean, overall it's got, a, I mean, it's got a good cast. The rapport between the rock and, and Statham seems to be good, um, in, in the trailers that we've got this sort of, um, petty, um, uh, one up, uh, you know thing that they got going on um seems to be seems to be good seems to be like it would be fun for those actors to play off of and be fun to watch um but yeah ultimately i i just don't
1: care yeah i mean i completely agree with you it's it's just one of those it's one of those movies where you know it's probably going to do well i mean at least you i mean this movie better do well i mean because I mean with the cast, I mean it's a pretty it's a pretty good cast. I mean, you've got The Rock, Jason Statham, Idris Elba. Uh you've got uh Vanessa Kirby. Um I mean, but there's just there's no there's no real uh surprises anymore. I mean, I, like I said, I feel like they've shown everything that we um you know would be surprised about. I mean, all the kind of cool scenes Uh, the, you know, we, now we know that his mom, you know, is going to be in it from, uh, the, you know, the last Fast and Furious movie. So it's just, it's like, I mean, what is there really left to look forward to? I mean, people are still going to go watch this movie. Um, but I mean, if this, I don't know, I just, I just, I am just shocked that we had such a long trailer. I mean, four minutes, I just don't see how in the hell you can put out a trailer that long. I mean, good. You know, whatever. But anyway, (laughs) moving along. Comic and and to our comic
0: fans, real quick, that don't watch professional wrestling, Jason Momoa is not in the film. That is a professional wrestler. That's cousins with The Rock, called Roman Reigns. They look identical, and it's fucking weird when they're standing next to each other. Anyways, keep on going.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean that was another thing that I mean we knew that was going to be in the movie, but it's like that was at the end of the trailer. So we've pretty much seen every act. We've seen the first act, the middle act, and we know that that's going to be the end because, you know, they go and it's like, they showed everything. It's like all that, it's all called those spoon cool feeding moments, stupid people. <laughs> I, I honestly feel like they must have gotten word that this movie was not tracking well, or it's possibly not testing well. And, you know, when movies get desperate for attention, they show everything. So people will be like, Oh, that's something I really want to see, so let's go watch it. Cuz remember they did that with Terminator Genesis and it did not help. That movie's still just completely bombed. Um, and at the box office. So, I don't know, we'll we'll see, you know, uh Rampage did okay, Skyscraper didn't do very good. The Rock, you know, he's a he's one of the highest paid movie stars, but you know, his movies aren't, you know, always these, you know, giant blockbusters that people think they would be. Um, But anyways, we're going to move on to uh, Seth Rogen's new uh, project and uh, some of the other uh, producers from Preacher. Uh, Amazon has a new superhero. It almost looks like Watchmen uh, times a thousand. It's like super vulgar, but it's called (laughs) The Boys uh, with Carl Urban. Uh, (laughs) I've watched the trailer like 15 times.
2: Uh, That
1: one scene with the girl, I'll let you all go into details about it. It's pretty crazy, but anyways, Dane, what do you think of the boys, and is this going to be your favorite show on television now, that Game of Thrones is going off? Uh, I I don't know about that, man.
0: I mean, let me at least finally get over it for like a little while before you ask me what's going to be my future fucking favorite. God, you're such a jerk, Kanan. Uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm sure I'll be fine once Game of Thrones is done. I'm sure Nick will be, we'll all be okay, guys. We'll be okay. Uh, Boys is a comic book series that people tried to – I heard this when it first came out a while ago, and I didn't get a chance to check it out. But I liked it because someone said that it had a lot of similarities to Mark Millar's Wanted meets, like you kind of said, Alan Moore's Watchmen, in which these heroes are kind of more villains. Uh, They're kind of corrupt. Uh, They're doing pretty evil things, and basically humans decide to keep them in check. Uh, which is Carl Urban's character. Um, I I it, that that I, I don't know anything about the characters themselves. This is a comic book that I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing. I'm usually kind of weird about non-Marvel DC comics. I don't know why that is, but I've always been like that. But it's like Saga. I've always wanted to go back and read it, but I'll definitely check out the series. Um, but Carl Urban's character just reminded me like like a character out of Train Spotting or some shit. Like it was not very comic like at all. And uh, this seems like it's going to be a fun, ridiculous show. Um, yeah, that one scene, um, where the, the pleasuring, um, and the head, I, I I don't really know exactly what happened, but, uh, that's terrible stuff. Um, uh, you guys watched the fucking trailer, so you know what I'm talking about. Don't leave me hanging, anyone out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it looks really interesting. I like the concept. I like, uh, you know, the style that they're going for. Uh, with the series itself, and I was a big fan of Preacher on AMC. Uh, I watched the first season, got out of it non-intentionally, and then, you know, I kind of been meaning to go back and watch the rest, but uh, I think that Seth – I love that uh, the producer's a preacher. You mean Seth Rogen. <laughs> he's going to be having a great weekend, uh, I, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, Seth Rogen is a very huge, diehard <laughs> comic fan. So I think that, you know, uh, he's going to he, – he contributes uh, – Accuracy when it comes to having the comics be very, you know, depending on the actual comics for his shows, like he's proven with Preacher. And uh, I think he'll do the same thing with The Boys, and I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, you know, there were two trailers that came out um, that day. They put um, the uncensored – I mean the censored version out at first, and then, of course, you know, Seth Rogen, which you can tell – Seth Rogen had his hand in this. This is right up his alley. The just the the material and the uh, you know the way they act and talk and stuff. It's very Seth Rogen ish. But I posted this the uncensored version and I put you know very not safe for work and people were like, oh, what's not safe for work with this? I was like, I don't know, dude. How about the fact that uh, you know the guys eating a veg sandwich and his head explodes. I mean, it doesn't get any more not safe for work than that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay. But anyways, uh Nick, what did you think of uh the boys? I think we are
2: reaching the the like pinnacle of the comic book era that you can like have so many different subgenres like this um within it. Um i'm I'm hoping that it it's the the pinnacle will last long and not you know create a like the downfall of said era um, with the just the crazy shit that we we're getting um but this looks fucking hilarious I'm so here for it like um like essentially uh Little bit of universe building that they did within this trailer, like, like you said, uh, I, I think you said, Kanan, what, you know where th- these these superheroes are very more human than um, you know than than what you you know get get portrayed in, in Marvel or DC Comics, and you know they get a taste of power and absolute power corrupts absolutely, um, and you know and so you know people have to there's got to be some way to keep them in check, um, but I mean this. This very much looks like I, I kind of imagine it like um, like a like like a Jessica Jones, n- n- like not taking herself seriously and just like going around and getting wasted and just fucking shit up all the time, um, which she kind of does in in her show. But you know they 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 tie it all back in. To to a more serious backdrop. So you take that serious backdrop out of the way. um, And then, you know, you get a bunch of Jessica Jones just fucking shit up all the time. And, um, you know, for Carl Urban to be the dude who has to keep him in check, that's perfect. Like, that's, um, I I mean, that's, that's, I'm glad that it's him who's in, who's, you know, got this lead role for this series because I definitely think um, there's not very many people out there that you could pick who are better. as far as the dude's head exploding, like, when I was watching it, <laughs> I was, like, maybe three seconds away from taking a sip of beer. <laughs> like, I had already picked it up, was about to put, like, was was pulling it towards my mouth, and then dude's head explodes. And I was just like, holy shit, if I had a beer in my mouth, I would have probably it everywhere. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, they're really setting the tone for the vulgarity. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it looks – it looks really dark twisted uh and you know very uh hilarious if you like that brand of humor um and yeah i mean i i'm definitely going to check it out i'm still not sold if i'm going to really like it um but i like what they're giving us so far and i'm definitely going to give it um give it a chance like watch the first three or four episodes
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. And I want I just want to go into something real quick, and I just want a, a real short answer from both of you. Uh, and I don't want to get into a DC versus Marvel topic, because that's not really what I'm getting at. It's more about, uh, you know, DC, with the DCEU, when they came out, their approach was a little bit more adult, you know, kind of serious tone uh, with their films, you know, separated from Marvel. And a lot of people, a lot of critics, a lot of fans said, uh, why are your movies so dark? Well, I mean if you look at the 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 tone of shows um even with Marvel's Netflix shows uh then you have the d c universe shows Titan's doom Patrol, which are vulgar and very dark um you know you and then you've got the boys and if you've watched Sabrina, that show is super dark super satanic um but you know all the criticism that you know that the Mar the D C universe got for being dark. Um and then Marvel turns around, like I said, they make their Netflix shows dark. Like I mean, I just don't get it. Do you do you I mean, do you see where fans now all think that dark's cool? Like you got Robin, you know, on Titan, you know, fuck Batman, all this stuff, and everybody thinks that's cool. And Doom Patrol is like one of the best shows. Everybody loves it. I mean, Dan, I'm gonna go to you. Like you know why do you think that fans criticize the first few DC movies for their tone, but like they've embraced all these other dark uh, comic shows? And it's not just DC. I, like I said, the boys, uh, Sabrina, uh, all of them.
0: I I, I don't I, I don't understand fans in general. The ones that that bitch about that factor, or, or say that you know. The thing about comic book movies, it's not supposed to be defined by whether it's dark or fucking light or whatever. It's supposed to just be a good movie, uh, just just like the comic books were. I mean, you could have a dark tale and and still go about it. I think it's fucking hilarious, though, kind of how the fan base goes. Like, you know, you need it like this, you need it like that. And now Marvel's movies are becoming much more darker and, and, you know, outside of Ragnarok, at least. Um, have much more darker themes and stuff like that, and Marvel's making movies like Shazam and Aquaman. Um, I don't. That's one thing I wish people didn't worry about. It's kind of like, I don't know. Like I, I hate to, I, I tend to do this, and, and I'm just using this as an example. But like the one, the diehard Zack Snyder fans that are like, no, this is exactly how it's supposed to be, because they're more fan of somehow of the director than the actual DC Comics apparently, and that's at least how I perceive it. People are fucking weird. That's what I've just come to the conclusion of. They like what they like, and they'll bitch about what they bitch about. And I'm really bad about interacting in a positive manner, maybe online sometimes. But and when it, when it comes into real life, I'm just like whatever. I, I think that everyone, to an extent, thinks their way of thinking is a bit superior, and that I guess makes sense because they're themselves. I don't know.
1: Yeah, hmm. good point. All right, Nick. What what about you? I mean, what, what are your thoughts, real quick, on you know just the the whole you know tone debate everybody debated oh it's too dark and now you see that that's the trend most of the shows and and movies are going
2: yeah i i think it's interesting man because i do remember this and it's it's like um you know what what we're 4 5 years now removed from bbs um and i do remember it being like like a big thing, like Batman's just going around fucking killing people, and like and and like you know, like that being a big deal. And I, I guess my biggest thing is I think it's a lot safer to do something, um, that has like a darker backdrop on a on a streaming service or television series, um, because you're not you're not so dependent on getting. Uh, as, as broad of an audience as possible. So you, it's easier to get like a niche audience. Um, It's easier to have success uh, with a niche audience being um, more what you go for. And, and I say niche, it's, it's bigger than just a niche audience, but you know what I mean? You're not going to necessarily want to take your five and six-year-old kids to go see BVS Whereas you could take them to go see Shazam or Aquaman um, or you know any of the MCU movies, um, so I think that that probably has a big um, a big element to it, if you will, um, that I think um, studios are, are kind of um, catching on to that and figuring out well if we want to do something with this somewhat like darker tone, we're, we're probably better off doing it. It's on this particular medium instead of on the silver screen where we're trying to um, you know essentially make a billion dollars every time. Um, and you know I think that has a, has a big um, a big part to play in that it, it, you know it, it, it's just easier um, to, to be able to um, to justify it and to get success with it when you do it. Uh, on di- on different platforms away from movies, um, but yeah, as far as people complaining about it, like um, I guess I get it that I don't I don't feel like for any of us that was ever something that really bothered us was like the tone of um, you know like a darker movie like I mean we all love Logan um, the tone never bothered me and and any of the Snyder movies um, uh, I you know, there, there obviously are parts that I, you know, that don't resonate with me. Um, but the tone just never was one of them. I was never one to like criticize the tone. I thought, if anything, I thought it was kind of ballsy and I was excited for it. Um, but I, you know, I guess you're just, and you know, what, just one more thing. I'll I'll make this quick. Um, I think too, like when people decide they don't like something, they pile on top of it. I think we saw a lot of this with the last Jedi, um, you know, like, it's one thing if you don't like the direction that Ryan Johnson took and everything else. When you start complaining about bombs falling in space, it's like, dude, all right, shut the fuck up already. Um, it's kind of the same thing with BVS. If you didn't like, you know, Luther's motives being unclear or, you know, the, the way that everything was set up or, you know, something like that, okay, like, you, you have ground to stand on and I'm right there with you. We start bitching about the tone. Uh, of the movie, and you're like, you know, we, you know, uh, we're supposed to make these movies for kids to see, and it's like, not every movie has to fucking be like that, dude. If you want your, you want to take a kid to a kids movie that you know is going to be a kids movie, take them go see a fucking cartoon, like. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it too. I think it was like the piling on of BDS, where people decided they didn't like it, and then tried to find every little thing that they could bitch about it. Um, And so that's, you know, that's something that you get out of that is people bitching about the tent.
1: Yes, one thing we've learned today is that there's too many whiny bitches out there. Too many of them. Very true. Yeah, way too (laughs) many. All right, so speaking of Dark, uh, the final trailer for X-Men Dark Phoenix uh, dropped this week as well. Uh, It's the final um, X-Men film um, under the Fox label uh let's we'll start with you dane uh what did you what did you think of the trailer are you sold on it after this one are you kind of just ready to you know be done with it uh what's your what's your overall thoughts on the final trailer
0: uh, i mean i hate to admit it because it's like I, I guess we're supposed to not like the x-men films anymore it feels like <laughs> everyone collectively is a fucking community of geeks but i did like the trailer i, I thought it was good I'm still worried about Simon Kimberg as a director because he produced and really worked on the story itself. But if you're asking me for a trailer, it didn't show too much, but it gave you enough, I think, with the storyline. I have been a fan of Sophie Turner being the person that gets to be this iteration of Jean Grey. Just because I watched Sense of become a very dark character and you have to go into a very dark place – and, I mean, the fact that they both have red hair and they don't have to fucking dye some chick's hair, that's pretty good, too, I guess. Uh, but I like the actors involved. I want this to be good. That one scene where Jean, where where Magneto is basically standing up to her and she was like, bad idea, and she rips apart her helmet and sends them flying. You know, they can do a lot with this story. They're going to space. If you guys didn't hear Quicksilver say, that's what they're basically emphasizing. I don't think we've seen enough of that. Maybe there won't be that much space interaction. Still wondering if... Uh, uh, Jessica Chastain is playing Malandra. Um There's a lot of questions to it, but I just want a good ending. I do want to wrap this up on a positive note. I will, and this is kind of, like, kind of similar to what we were talking about, everyone that's a diehard MCU fan that just wanted Fox to just be erased and go into this when we have movies like Deadpool 1 and 2, which will continue, but also movies like Logan or Days of Future Past, that style of storytelling is going to be very different than the way that Disney and the MCU and Kevin Feige does it. That's, it's just true. Um, You're not going to get similar storytelling. I like the diversity and I think this is going to stand out this summer. It's not tracking well. I can already tell you that I'm, you know, not alone on my assessment that a lot of people just don't have a lot of care in this. They know that now Disney has it and they want to go from there, but I want a good ending to this because I like the franchise itself. It basically started off everything, and I like the actors involved. So hopefully it's a good film. It was a good trailer, to me at least.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that has really um, just pissed me off about these fake fanboys is when they found out that X-Men was going to go to Marvel, they just completely started shitting on all these movies. 17 years of X-Men and every movie's trash, and how Disney's going to make it better. And I'm thinking, I mean, you know, before Disney bought, was going to buy Fox, you thought these movies were great. You loved uh, Days of Future Past. You loved X-Men 2. You loved Logan. And now, all of a sudden, the whole franchise is just shit. They never got the X-Men, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, y'all are fake, man. Y'all are fake fanboys. Like, you know, you're just... You think that Disney does everything better, and I'm sorry they don't. I mean, they do make they do make some great movies, but they don't make everything better. And you know, I just I really don't I really just don't get it how um, you know all the stuff that Fox has put out. All these people just quickly turned on them. Uh, it's like LeBron leaving Cleveland. Man, they just burning their jerseys, burning the X Men jerseys, the <laughs> Fox X Men jerseys. It's like oh, you know, all the stuff they gave us. And you know, I don't. But you know, but then you still got people wanting Hugh Jackman to come over, and I'd be like, no, why would you want <laughs> Hugh Jackman to come over? I mean, he's part of he's part of the franchise you hate so much now. That shit franchise that they didn't understand. Oh, we want comic accurate suits. Like, I've seen a lot of Marvel uh, Disney movies, and not all their suits are comic book accurate. So, I mean, Zemo. Let's look at Zemo, okay? I mean, he has nothing like the comics. But anyways. Uh, You know, just like I said, fake fanboys out there. Uh, But, Nick, what did you think of the X-Men Dark Phoenix trailer?
2: Hey, Dane, do do you think Kanan likes Comic Book Girl 19?
0: (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I know you don't. (laughs) if anyone likes
2: her, great. Good for you. I'm sorry for you too. I, I do. I, I actually like her a lot. She's a huge Dune nerd, so she uh, automatically gets points uh, there. Um, and also a huge X Men nerd. And she's been outspoken along the way how she's never really liked Fox's uh, interpretation. Um, but regardless, uh, as far as the trailer, um, I thought it was the most enjoyable trailer that they've made for this movie by far. Um, You know, I thought it did a good job setting everything up. Um, You know, you kind of get like a a, a little tease with Jessica Chastain and and how you know she's essentially influencing um, uh, uh, Gene to you know basically. um, You know, she kind of seems like she's using her as like a vessel to control the Phoenix Force, um, which is interesting in unto itself uh if uh that's the case I definitely expect you know Jean to kind of um piece that together at some point um and and maybe not um make the the turn to good if you will but at the very least to you know rid herself of that anchor um so yeah I mean it's it's interesting um I, I I I don't – I'm not, like, really hyped for this movie. I do want to, want them to, like, finish out strong. Um, I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to do that again, um, as Dane uh, said, you know, with Ken Berg being a first-time director. Um, I, I, I always kind of, like, wanted them to, um, you know, after first class to just go into a new direction. Um, and, you know, hey, the fucking Days of Future Past is brilliant um logan it's fucking phenomenal um got like no complaints there um but you know they i i did really wanted to i did really want to see where vaughn was going to take it after first class and unfortunately we, we just kind of never got to see that um but it is exciting to see what disney does with it of course um with you know having all of these various characters interact and that's i i, I do think um, that excitement is is putting the damper on this movie. I mean just speaking from a personal perspective, it is for me um, uh, coupled with you know some of the other things that play that I mentioned. Um, but as far as the trailer, I think it did do a really good job. It was kind of the um, I didn't really like the last trailer. Um, the first one I thought was okay, but this one was definitely the best one um, in my opinion and um, so yeah let's let's just hope. I, what, what I am really kind of interested to see with this movie, um, I, I, like, I do hope that people realize that this is probably going to be the last time we get to see Fassbender and McAvoy in those respective roles and to appreciate how good of a fucking job that those actors did with these roles with the weight of Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen on their backs, no less, um, and how well they were able to um, portray these characters. And, like, so if nothing else, like, go in and enjoy those performances, um, and, you know, like, just appreciate that, because you could say what you want about any of these movies, Um, you know, as we've said, they're probably even to this day, like, um, a little more hit than miss, Um, but, like, those performances were really, really good, and very enjoyable, and so I definitely look forward to seeing how uh, those two particular actors kind of finish out these roles.
1: Yeah, I've I've, I've been a fan of the movie since day one, and I'm going to be in the theater. I'm going to pay to see it because I feel like these actors and actresses, you know, if you've been a fan, I think they deserve it. I mean, you know, like Dane said, they're saying it's not tracking well. I think that's because a lot of, like I said, fake fanboys have jumped off and they're not going to go support it. Uh, but, you know, they deserve it. I mean, they came back, you know, and they've, sh- they've shot this movie. And, you know, if I knew that this was, you know, shooting this, if I knew that this was going to be it, then I would just go all out. I would have took liberties with everything. I mean, I would have even threw Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool in this. I would have just, I mean, I would have just been like, hey, we're going, out, we're going out big. Hell, kill them all. I mean, who knows? I mean... I hope that uh, McAvoy had to go back for reshoots, and he was still jacked from from glass, and he just stands up and rips his shirt open with his damn muscles, and he's like, come at me, bro, to Phoenix. I mean, I just, you know, I just, I want them to, I want people to support this movie. I want it to do well. I don't want it, you know, it's not going to matter, you know, because. Disney's probably just going to end up writing it off anyways. I don't even know where the money would go, if it'll go to Fox, if it'll go to Disney. I'm assuming it'll, it would go to Fox since they're the one that made it. But either way, I hope fans go see it. I hope everybody enjoys it because um I do feel like they, you know, tried to give the fans something, you know, to go out on. And this is probably going to be it. Like you said, Nick, this is probably the last time we see McAvoy and Fassbender and – um you know, I love Evan Peters as Quicksilver. So if they if they do decide to bring anybody over, which I don't think they will, I mean, I do hope that they pick a few people um, from the current cast because, uh, I mean, they're just really good actors. I mean, having Fassbender in the MCU would be great. Evan McAvoy would be great, Doctor so Doom. We'll Fassbender for Doom, man. It's <laughs> going be so crazy. Oh, I'm not Maybe making you know, on, you know, it. More. It would be pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could have Ryan Reynolds show up and be like, mm, I thought you controlled magnets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my Just God. Have anyway, show up and be I'm like, so down I know for you that. like to like play
2: with metal, but Jesus, like this whole fucking get-up you got going here, that's a little overboard.
1: Oh, my God, I cannot wait to see Ryan Reynolds in the MCU. Bob Iger's going <laughs> to yeah. be sitting there like, um, I think we've made a big mistake.
0: See, with that <laughs> thing, <laughs> I, I'm going to say – with, with that, I'm going to say, though, I, I believe that when me shit turns purple. I think there's not going to be – they're going to do Deadpool films. I doubt they'll have any interaction with the MCU.
2: That's what I think. Uh, yeah, I, I don't it. know. I doubt it, too.
1: Yeah, could. I mean, could. They keep pushing that because it's almost like they want fans to believe that they're going to make an R-rated Deadpool. I mean, but they could, but I just – maybe they do it under a, a different umbrella, kind of like you know, like an world like DC's doing with the Joker movie. Yeah, makes sense. All uh, right. So we're, uh, you know, on the on the agenda. I have the Swamp Thing teaser, but I want to kind of go into what I think prompted DC to drop that um, that footage. Um, and that was earlier this week. There was uh, some news that came out uh, from a Wilm- uh, from the Wilmington uh, newspaper, and that's actually in Wilmington, North Carolina. That's where they're actually filming uh, Swamp Thing. Apparently. Uh, you know, DC's production crew just, you know, they showed up and said, hey, you know, we're we're wrapping things up early. And they pretty much told people they didn't have a job. And, you know, at first a lot of people were running with this as a rumor, but then it came out, you know, the actress, you know, in the, in the show actually confirmed that it was true. Uh, Swamp Thing was um, set up to be for 13 episodes. Uh, they've stopped it at 10, and I think they're going to write... Um, the 10th episode, to be the finale. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, that's kind of like what they did with Titans, but that was kind of a different situation. Uh, Apparently, the production for Swamp Thing uh, is well over $100 million. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's crazy for um, a television show. But then there was news that came out that... This was also DC saying that they were going to reevaluate their DC Universe streaming app, and now everybody's panicking, like what's going to happen to the shows. Um, You know, I mean, we still really don't know uh, what's going to happen. So, Dane, uh, just wanted to kind of get your thoughts real quick about, you know, know, what do you think about, you know, do you think that they stopped production because of, the cost, or do you think that maybe there's some there's some issues going on, you know, with uh, you know, within DC. I mean, I think it,
0: it has to do with the the talk of Warner Brothers now collectively wanting to just have an app itself and trying to possibly just accumulate everything into one. Which I don't know why the fuck they didn't think about that to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just how much ad revenue or how much uh, money comes from having a streaming app as opposed to just the you know having your film division. Um it's it's a lot it's it's multiple billions of dollars. Uh it's ridiculous how much Netflix is making and Hulu's making. But um yeah I, I think that it's just it's halted. I don't think it has anything to do with the production. If anything, my my mind goes to James uh one the fact that maybe he's held up right now so they were trying to like let him get through whatever big movie. He's either writing or directing, uh, because I know that he's a huge Swamp Thing fan. He really wanted to do character justice in this television show, and I know that he's not like... Well, I, I don't know if he's a showrunner. I know he's one of the main producers, but he's, he wants to be very creatively involved throughout the whole process. Um, be, I'm a huge fan of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. I'm even a fan of Wes Craven's horrible Swamp Thing movies in the 80s. I remember seeing them when I was a young kid, so... um yeah, I, I don't know if it has anything to do with, uh, like, the quality of the last two shows have shown that they're they're very well made, very cinematic. The costumes are, are good. So I would assume that everything's fine on this. The teaser wasn't anything except for a dude jump, you know, getting out of a fucking swamp. So I guess that was, well, the, you know, it's it's swamp thing. But, I mean, it didn't really do anything for me as far as, like, oh, wow, this is going to be amazing. It was just kind of like, if anything, I was like, Special effects look a bit weak, uh, but, you know, that's why I'm used to a lot of amazing grand special effects, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it's it's fine. I, I think that it will be fine, and I think that we will be getting a Warner Brothers app. I don't know how the hell that's going to go as far as, you know, uh, messing with all the subscribers of DC. I don't know if they'll, like – I don't know how the hell they're going to take care of that. that that's – like I said, they should have been thinking about one Warner Brothers since they're probably – you know, now, with Fox out of the way, the second biggest film division, I would say, after Disney. Um, Yeah, put all your fucking movies available on this and do your own exclusive content. Uh, Makes a lot of sense. So that sucks. Uh, I hope it doesn't really postpone Titan Season 2, which it probably will. uh, But we'll have to wait and see. But I am looking forward still to a James Wan, uh, you know, brainchild, swamp thing television show. That sounds fucking awesome to me.
1: Well, you went into a little bit about the the teaser, and yeah, you're right. It, it, there wasn't really a whole lot to it. It was more uh, just really kind of showing what Swamp Thing looks like. So, I mean, I mean, I thought he looked really good. I mean, I, I thought just the practical effects, the red eyes. I mean, to me, he kind of looked like he did in the you know in the comics. I mean, it looks better, um, you know. But of course, those were lower budget shows. But uh, but I mean, that, that's fine. It didn't. Uh, you say it didn't really do much for you. But I think that was more of D.C.'s reaction to, you know, the news that came out because they that news put a lot of people in a panic. Um, and I want to get your thoughts on it, Nick. Like, wh- what do you think? Do you think D.C.'s really – even though there's been reports that come out and say that that's not really the case, that that was just miscommunication, I mean, do you really think D.C.? Um, may have jumped the gun with this app, and maybe they've bitten off more than they can chew. Um, Do you think that's got something to do with them cutting back uh, production on Swamp Thing? Or do you think the $100 million uh, uh, budget just was, you know, too much for them?
2: I mean, I think it could be all of the above. I mean, that's a huge budget, as you said. Um, I also actually really like the way Swamp Thing looked. Um, Because, I mean, that teaser really didn't do anything, other, like you said, other than show swamping, um, um, but I did think it was like, all right, pan shot through the swamp, all right, was, I, I, there's going to be one of those teasers, not really going to be anything, um, but then like when, you know, he pops up and then, you know, kind of slowly tilts his head up and you see those red eyes, I was like, all right, well, you know, he looks pretty fucking cool, um, but as far as You know what's going on behind the scenes, and it's always so hard to tell with Warner Brothers. I I kind of feel like, and I don't know, maybe maybe they felt like they could make more money doing it the way they did it. Um, But I mean, you already have HBO, which is wildly successful. I I feel like it would have been almost just a great opportunity to rope all of these things into HBO. And say, um, get HBO now. Um, you can watch all of these shows, but you can't watch it with just a regular subscription to HBO. Um, like it seems like that would have been kind of the way to go, and you get all the HBO content too. Um, like I don't know, because I mean, obviously, Times Warner owns HBO. I don't know if they just want to really want to keep that separate. Um, to, to be a thing unto itself because of, you know, it has such um, uh, branding already. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like there's probably a way that you could do like a, like a, a, like Dane said, like a Warner Brothers app to include everything that isn't HBO or, you know, let's say you want to pay an extra five or ten dollars. I think HBO now is fifteen dollars a month. So you pay like an extra five or 10 and you can get HBO tacked onto that. Um, Something like that seems like it would make more fiscal sense um, and, and be able to kind of broaden your, um, your, uh, your audience. Um, But, you know, I mean, that budget is astronomical. If that is, if that is true. So, I mean, this could definitely just be, um, well, this budget's getting out of hand. Like we need to wrap this shit up. Like, we are not going to be making this much money off of this. Like we, like that could totally be the case. Um, and you know, I, I, I would honestly, actually, kind of lean towards that, just because that makes the most sense out of without any huge jump in speculation to me. Um, but I mean, like I said, with with Warner and DC and all that, like you just never know. Like there's, there's always like seven different stories on the same damn thing, you know, with them. Um, and it's just, it, it's, it's impossible. Um, I mean, it's basically, it, it, it's, it's almost like, um, you're just going to subscribe to the one that confirms what you, you know, already think, so to speak. Um, but I mean, I guess, uh, you know, in my case, being uh, maybe a little slightly removed and not having a huge vested interest in it, I'm going to tend towards the one that seems to make the most Sense without any huge leaps, and that budget definitely makes a lot of sense without any huge leaps.
1: Yeah, I wonder if like this show's budget was in the you know was already planned before AT and T bought them, and I'm wondering now if because uh, Hulu just sold back um, Warner Brothers' um, ownership, uh, so Warner Bros. doesn't have a stake in Hulu anymore. They actually sold it back uh, for 15 billion. Um, which at and t is going to put towards, you know, the the purchase, you know, the merger with uh, Warner Brothers. So I almost wonder if they're looking at this like, hey guys, you know, the app's doing, you know, pretty well, but it's not really doing enough to warrant a hundred million dollar budget show. So let's cut it back. Um, you know, that could, you know, that could be another thing as well. They there are they are planning to do their own app uh, called Warner Media App. I mean, I'm sure they'll change the name of it to, like, Warner Plus. I mean, everybody's doing Plus now. but uh, And then the DC streaming app will be folded into it as well. You know, that's the the current report. But, uh, you know, still you have to wonder if the DC app is really doing as well as, you know, the Hollywood Reporter said they were. I wonder if this is DC just doing damage control. Uh, I mean, Titans are still – uh filming. They actually was some uh shots of them filming um today or yesterday. Uh we know Ian Glenn is on set. He's actually filming his role as uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh so Titans, I can't wait for that by find. the way. Uh I know. Uh and we know that the uh, Warner Bros and Netflix have a good uh relationship because Sabrina is a Warner Brothers uh property that's on there and they could very and you know in Titans uh for international users Titans and doom Patrol and all that will be on there so I mean if the app were to fold I mean they could put those uh those shows on Netflix um, hopefully they won't they won't but uh I mean I think they could save a lot of money if they would just cancel d c daily because that show really hasn't been what everybody thought it was going to be and they actually put it on YouTube so I mean you don't even really need the app to watch it so you could cut that show out and Quit paying uh, Hector and the rest of those people all that money to do nothing, and then you could, you know, save some money on that. But all I know is there's always some drama when it comes to D.C., um, and it was like a day after Disney – or a couple of days after Disney had announced their app, and everybody was talking about how great it was going to be, and it's almost like D- D.C. was panicking, like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're spending $100 million on Swamp things but – I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, if it's a if a day ends in Y, there's always some drama with DC. It seems. But
2: uh, I've never heard that saying before. But that is fucking that is awesome. <laughs> I assume that you, is just some southern yeah. <laughs> colloquialism that has
1: escaped me all my life somehow. <laughs> I mean, you know it's true, dude. Anytime there's no, no, day, I any know, some drama that totally comes out true. of Warner just, Brothers, it's DC properties yeah. related. Oh, I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, Warner Brothers is fine with everything else, but when it comes to DC, it's like they stumble. They got their damn shoelaces tied together. I mean, on you know, it's just they're falling. They're falling over themselves. It's crazy over there. Uh, Absolutely. But speaking of DC, speaking of DC news, uh, Variety reported that everybody's favorite pro wrestler John Cena. Uh is that your favorite pro wrestler, right, Dane?
0: I love John Cena, but a lot of people hate them that are wrestling fans. Um, uh, I don't know. Like
1: he's he's fun. I, I I like John Cena. I thought it was funny that on Twitter before uh, J- uh Justin Kroll dropped this uh scoop, uh he tagged The Rock. This he was like The Rock's gonna be excited about this. Um and everybody of course was thinking of something Black Adam related. Uh, but anyways, Variety reported that John Cena is in talks to possibly be in Suicide Squad 2, and apparently uh, Dave Bautista is no longer in consideration uh, due to his schedule, uh, which is probably the fact that now that James Gunn is coming back to Guardians 3, he's going to stick with Guardians 3 and not do Suicide Squad 2. Or I mean, awesome get the really done both. Move. Yeah, exactly, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, but a Variety is saying that John Cena could possibly be up for the role of Peacemaker um, in Suicide Squad, too. So I'll start with you, Dane, uh, since you're the resident uh, pro wrestling fan. Um, what do you think about John Cena, you know, possibly joining DC and being in uh, James Gunn's of the Suicide Squad? I don't like labels, by the way. Kanan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay.
0: Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. I like John. I think he's, you know, he, he just seems like a really cool dude in, in real life. And um, the fact that he's got a huge record for Make-A-Wish appearances, you, you just seem like you, you want him to do well. Now, I'm not going to say he's done the greatest in movies, but he's definitely put – he's become like a viable name as far as having some type of action star. Uh, Not to level The Rock because I think The Rock has shown that he can act outside of just being an action star, but John Cena is building his resume at least as that type of uh, concept. So this is a good thing for him to be a part of. I like that. We still have the door open possibly for Will Smith to play Deadshot now that we know that Idris Elba is playing another role. Still hoping he's playing Bronze Tiger. For the people that want him to play King Shark, I want to punch you in the face. Um, the CGI role? Why the fuck would you get Idris Elba to play that? Anyways, don't 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 get this started. Why would you get Mance Rader to play a CGI
2: role? I don't know. I mean, Idris Elba has
1: played CGI characters before, so I mean, it's why, not out okay. Of realm. Okay, I am not I am not having this
0: argument. If we're getting Idris Elba in another <laughs> fucking comic book movie, that's not one of the best actors on the planet playing Hindale. We're not having him play a giant shark monster in a fucking Suicide Squad movie. Jesus, God. <laughs> I digress. Anyways, but yeah, I'm glad that John Cena might be something in it. I still don't know how I feel about the rumors of the whole Peacemaker and, and all the random-ass villains, and uh, Pace Potts Pete uh, I think was one of them. I don't think that was one of them. That's just terrible fucking Batman villain. Rat, Look it rat up. Catcher. Rat catcher. I, I, I like AIDS catcher. That sounds like a way dot, better man. fucking villain. Polka <laughs> dot, man. Uh... I just, I, like I said, cannon fodder. Peacemaker would be kind of funny because they could kind of turn that into a spoof of Captain America, but try to modernize it. And John Cena would play that role pretty well if they were to do it. So that kind of intrigues me. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I really, outside of that, besides those rumors, besides like replacing maybe Rick Flagg, I don't know who the hell John Cena would play. Once again, I don't think he's going to be fucking King Shark because guess what? then you don't know that John Cena's playing the fucking character. You know, I mean, this is not that that terrible animated movie that he did not too long ago where he played an elephant or whatever the fuck it was. It was just bad. Either way, cool beans, no idea who the hell he's going to play. Behind James Gunn, though, I think that that's a good uh, – it's a good place for John Cena to be, honestly, because he'll get – you know, he'll he'll bring out stuff in John Cena that he brought out in Dave Batista. I mean, they're both about the same level – Um, It's funny because they come from the exact same class uh, within WWE. Um, But I think that he'll, he'll turn any of John's uh, weaknesses into strengths and and whatever, vice versa. Um, But um, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Hopefully he's not playing a, you know, a white rapper uh, because he does that horribly uh, in wrestling. (laughs) So.
1: Well, apparently Joe Kenneman is, uh is is coming back as Rick Flagg, so uh he will definitely not be Rick Flag. But Peacemaker does sound like the most obvious choice unless they have something in you know planned as far as maybe him being King Shark. Um I really do probably see Idris Elba uh as uh Bronze Tiger. Um that really makes the most sense, especially since uh, guns wanting to adapt uh Ostrander's work for this film. But uh Nick, what do you think about uh, John Cena in the Suicide Squad.
2: Ah, uh, dude, I think it's fucking awesome. Like, I, um, I I've been kind of wanting Cena to get, you know, it, like get into either Marvel or DC, and to me, DC made more sense. Um, just because I struggled to find like a um a viable role for him in Marvel, um, with all of the properties that they already have established and. You know some of the bigger properties that they're getting back from Fox. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of, um, and yeah, of course I could be wrong. And I mean, fuck, we got, um, y- you know the, um, uh, uh, fuck, what's it called? The, the um, what's the fucking uh, movie coming out next year or in 2020? I totally am blanking on it right now. Um, the Eternals. Frank? No, the Eternals. All Eternals. Yeah. Uh, For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's different, obviously. Um, but anyway, I digress. I, I think that um, DC kind of made, that was what I was always kind of leaning towards. And the fact that, you know, I, I love too the aspect that, because, um, Dane, you mentioned that The Rock is obviously like the cream of the crop when it comes to wrestler, uh, turned um, action star, turned actor, all of that. Um, but, like, you know Dave Bautista is obviously up there as well and Dave Bautista has done great great work with James Gunn so it's exciting to see that like Cena can get that same um that same kind of James Gunn flair where Gunn you know just puts him in um position like in a role um with you know the the right dialogue to be successful um so I'm really looking forward to it uh as far as who he's playing um i i would i i'm I don't really want him to be king shark i i don't really want anybody to be king shark um not that like i wouldn't mind him being in the movie i just like just it, it, when it doesn't matter who who that is i guess is what i'm getting at like i feel like you're going to lose a lot of um you're going to lose a lot of like mannerisms and things like that that i think that um, I, I would really like to be able to see from John Cena, um, and even more so, uh, Idris Elba. Um, Peacemaker's fine. I'm not really familiar with the character, um, but it seems like it makes sense as far as the character's description. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm just excited to mainly because um, seeing Batista, um, you know, be so successful doing two different movies with James Gunn and and now having Cena have the opportunity to kind of follow in those footsteps and have the the kind of same advantages uh, with working with Gunn, um, I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as – I mean, I don't necessarily want uh, Cena to play King Shark either, uh, which I I don't think he's going to play that character. Uh, But they don't necessarily have to go CGI with him. They didn't go CGI with Croc. And Croc in the comics and even in the video games True. and the TV show was a very huge character. Um, I know that they go CGI with King Shark in the Flash. Um, but, you know, you could, I mean, you don't have to go full CGI for him. I think you can maybe uh, do some partial practical effects and then maybe do a little bit of visual effects to kind of maybe bulk him up or heighten him just a tad. Um, you know, it's not going be it's not going to be them. But I do hope they get a good character for King Shark. I don't want just some random nobody um, because I like that character. I've always found him interesting. Uh,
0: Question, Kanan. Did you like the actor that played uh, Killer Croc in The the Last Suicide? Because I thought he was fine, personally.
1: I do like that actor. I can't say his name to save my life. (laughs) What I'm saying saying is uh, – what I'm trying to I say is, like, what was
0: what was he incredible in beforehand?
1: What has he been in you know so saying? good beforehand?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I think that you can have a random actor is what I'm trying to say as King Shark. And it's not really that – like, they can find someone just as good as that guy, that actor, to play that role and not have to waste it. Because if you don't see their face, you can't put the face on the poster, and then you don't have that movie star – to the public saying, Hey, this guy's in the movie. You know what I'm saying? That's all. It's, it doesn't make sense marketing wise to have Idris Elba or John Cena play someone like a King shark or a killer croc.
1: No, that I I mean, I completely understand. I know. I completely understand where you're coming from. The King shark's not going to be um, a top character. So, I mean, I, I do get what you're saying as far as the actor that played killer croc in most of his movies, he's been more of a supporting actor. Um, you know, but he's been in, you know, a lot of movies. You know, he's, um, as far as like the Born Identity, uh, I think he was in the Mummy. I know he was in Thor: The Dark World. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's more of a supporting character. I mean, I completely get what you're saying. Nobody wants to hide Idris Elba behind CGI. I'm just saying that if they if Elba wanted, to, I'm just saying he's not beneath doing that because he did. Um, he just he voiced uh, Shere Khan in the Mowgli movie. Uh, and he also did uh, that uh, that Disney movie uh, with the animals. I can't think of what it is, but he's like the uh, the police officer, the 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 boar or the wildebeest or whatever it is. I'm just saying, Idris Elba's not below doing that. I mean, he's playing a genetic superhero in Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, it's not like Elba really cares about roles. He's not. But it doesn't look like he's out there. I, like he's out I get there that to get an perspective. Oscar, apparently. I, I get
0: that perspective and you know it was more leaning towards John Cena now because but with Intercellus specifically, I want him to play a better role than that. It's not that oh he can dumb himself down and play that random dirt character. You know, he played fucking Heemdale for the Thor movies, for Christ's sake. So I have to go keep on going yep. back to Heemdale. I'm you know, I I'm, I'm just saying like with him, if he plays Braun Tiger Braun Tiger, that's a very rich character. He can put a lot of different, you know, twists on it. He's probably one of the best martial artists up there with Richard Dragon, who taught him how to, you know, fight. And also Batman, obviously. And he's an assassin. He's a badass. He's got a lot of different qualities to him. That's something I'd like to see Andrew Selva play. Not a giant shark monster. I guess that's like the <coughs> the, the, the no no, the no major no, I don't want to the major. It.
1: And no, I get, I get, I completely get what you're saying. Bronze Tiger fits Idris Elba to a T. If he's not going to play Deadshot, um, then yeah, Bronze Tiger's fine. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't see John Cena playing uh, King Shark either. In fact, I'd rather, you know, they could get Michael Jai White. I think Michael Jai White would be good for uh, King Shark. Go. I think he has, a I think he has a great voice for it. Um, but I mean, it, it just depends. I don't know. I mean, if they came out tomorrow and said John Cena's going to play King Shark, I'd be like, okay, you know, whatever. I mean. I honestly see King Shark probably getting killed. So, I mean, that just means they're not going to have him come back for the sequel. If Cena's like, hey, I want to come back for more, then, yeah, maybe we see him as Peacemaker or somebody. I don't – I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're going to have those two hidden behind uh, CGI, and King Shark will be uh, probably um, mostly or all CGI. I'm sure a lot of people are going to assume that he's going to play Bane. Uh, and and
0: once again, people, John Cena should not play Bane because they should probably get a Hispanic actor to play Bane this time, and not someone that talks like this. I love you, Tom Hardy. Sorry, got to do it.
1: <laughs> nope, I completely agree. I mean, I think I, I would love to see a, a true Hispanic um, Bane. And apparently, uh, dude, Javier Bardem, just... man, he's
0: getting he's getting older. He's getting to the point where he's not going to be able to play the damn role believably. But I've been wanting him to yep, play it since I, fucking No Country for Old Men, man.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean, I thought I think Bane was somebody that people really wanted, and then they were like polka dot man and Ratcatcher, And it's like, okay, I guess that's the way we're – I mean, you know those people are going <laughs> to die. I mean, they're, when, when you throw in names like that, you're like, that dude's dead, that dude's dead. I mean, it's the Suicide Squad. Everybody's probably going to die except for Idris and uh, and Margot Robbie. They're going to be the only two that survive. Uh, well, let's get into uh, Halo. I mean, I don't know how long they've talked about making this TV show or a movie, whatever, <laughs> on Showtime. But we finally, they finally cast uh, Master Chief in Halo, and it's American Gods star Pablo Schreiber. I don't know if y'all are big Pablo Schreiber fans, but American Gods is, a, you know, is a hit show. Uh, he's very, you know, done well on that show. Uh, but I'll start with you, Dane. What do you think of Pablo Schreiber playing Master Chief? And do you think that he should go full helmet all the time? Or do you think this show is going to uh, be very lenient with him wearing the helmet? Canon, you never go full helmet. Um, <laughs> Unless you're Carl Urban. Then you go
0: full helmet. Yeah. Then you can go Phil Hellman. Then you can definitely – is Kyle <laughs> Urban playing this role? No. Paul Schreiber is. Um, I don't know Paul that much. I, American Gods is a show that I've heard a lot of good things about, and I need to check it out definitely in the future. I know him because uh, 13 Hours, I believe, he was in. I, yeah, I think that's the only. that's the only thing I can think of that uh, – he looks familiar. Shit, I know I've seen him in things. Maybe like from some like HBO or, or Showtime show or something like that. But
2: I he's never watched him in Sleepless Black. black.
1: Oh, okay, never mind. Did you watch Skystrapper yeah. with the Rock? He's in that.
0: No, nah, that looked like Sky terrible, so I never watched it. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh,
0: sorry. Like I said, I love the Rock though. If you smell he's cooking. Um. But yeah, he's he's six five. I've heard good things. People are positive about it. So I'm, this is a situation where I'm going to have to take, you know, uh, the popular opinion based upon it and actually I have a lot of knowledge of his acting credentials myself, but this is a series. So that's one thing I just remember at one point in time, it's probably over 10 years ago, Peter Jackson was going to direct the halo movie and Denzel Washington was going to provide the voice of master chief. And, um, Then it ended up being, uh, 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 you know, he was going to produce it, and um, the gentleman that made District 9 was going to direct it, and then it all fell apart from there. Um, But it's unfortunate, that's what happens in the film industry, hopefully this series is good, and honestly, even though I was joking beforehand, I wouldn't take off the helmet. But it's cool that we're getting this, which seems like they're putting a lot of work into it, and then... Kind of parallel with the Mandalorian, I wonder if he's going to take off his helmet. Or maybe they'll meet each other in space and, re- and like, they'll trade helmets and we'll just get a bunch of helmets hmm. together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool if, like, the first <laughs> season of Halo is uh, just kind of like a prequel to how Master Chief becomes Master Chief. And, like, you see him kind of, like, leading up to that. And then once he gets the helmet... Like it never comes off, and then Pablo like really doesn't even have to show up anymore for the Nick. He can just do voice. He can just record the voice, and you know like uh, Matt Bomer does for uh, Doom Patrol. Him and Brendan Fraser. They and they do have some scenes where they are physically there, but for the most part they're just recording their voice and they're dubbing it over. Uh, but what do you think, Nick, about Pablo Schreiber as Master Chief?
2: Yeah, interestingly, I actually know the guy uh who plays uh that actual like physical character um with the with the um the bandages around his face. Which character is that?
1: Negative man. Uh, negative Man?
2: Yes, I know yeah, I know the guy uh a buddy I went to high school with Matt, Matthew Zip um actually actually plays the physical character um whereas, you know, what's his name comes in does the voiceover work. Um but, yeah, just side side note. Um, That's as cool. As far as Schreiber, uh, I – it's funny. I know I've seen him and stuff. I'm kind of like Dane. Like, he was in The Wire, um, and I've watched all of The Wire. Um, but I, I can't remember him. <laughs> um, it
1: was it, he was also in A Din character of
2: Thieves with Gerard Butler. If you've seen anything, yeah, yeah, he was in that movie. No, no, no I, okay. I didn't watch okay. that. I know I know you really liked it. I know Juwan liked it. Um, i I. I I got my instincts about things, and my instincts were good, so I just I didn't watch it. Um, but I just uh, love
1: Gerard Butler, so I mean, you know, that's hey,
2: that's fair. But I I love Gerard yeah. Butler too, but I I wasn't rushing out to see G. S. Storm. That's all I'm saying. Um, but uh, um, but he played the character of Nick Nick Sabatka um, in The Wire, and I don't um, I I just can't remember who who that was. Um, I guess is like one of the dock workers. Um, in the show, but like, I can't, like, I can't really put like a, a face. I can't play a face I was face thinking of Weeds. Name. Yeah. See, he was in Weeds. I, I watched like the first three or four seasons of Weeds and then, and trailed off, I guess kind of like you did with Preacher. Like it wasn't, um, like I never stopped liking Weeds. I just stopped watching it for life reasons. Um, but I don't really, I don't really remember uh, seeing him in that. He was Todd in Bubble Boy. Um, which I feel like I remember kind of. Um, you know, like he was like, Hey Todd or something, but I don't remember exactly. I mean God, it's been years since I've seen Bubble Boy. Um but uh yeah, so like there's there's nothing that's ringing a bell. He was in an episode of It's Always Funny. I'm sure I'm sure I've seen it. Um but again, nothing. Um so like I guess the point that I'm trying to make is yeah, his his face doesn't usually leave like a, a a mark on me for whatever reason for him to wear. So put the him under a mask. The whole fucking series. That's right. Put him under that fucking mask. Don't take off your helmet. Um, and just you know let your voice uh, do the work. Um, and just keep this tradition going of like uh you know <laughs> Nick from Geek Vibe's
1: live never being able to recognize you from
2: anything or remember you. <laughs>
1: So in four minutes, we've gotten that Nick cannot remember this guy's face to save his life for any show that he's in, and Tia, if you're listening, that means he's perfect for this role because he can just put a mask on, and no one will ever care if he takes it off.
2: Oh, Tia's going okay. to hate me for this. <laughs> oh,
1: Tia loves Pablo Schreiber. And, oh, I
2: know she does. I mean,
1: he's great on American God, so I mean – if you're not, That's I mean, one that I,
2: I need to watch. I have not watched that. Yes, so. you will
1: remember him if you watch that. If you watch that show, yeah, he's you like a six foot five leprechaun. Word, dude! You don't need stars. You can just stream it. I mean, it's out there everywhere. You ain't got to okay. pay for nothing anymore. Like Game <laughs> of Thrones, you got to pay for HBO. Like Game of Thrones. T five does not does not condone acts of pirating
0: <laughs> illegally offline. <laughs>
1: You no, we do not endorse pirating. I'm just saying. Man, if it's you really want oh, to oh, pirating. This,
2: I, I thought, were I thought piratey. Like piracy, but with a T in there. I was like, God, did you just say that? Game? <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, guys. Yeah, what's, there, yeah, what's, a, pirate, a, what,
0: what's a pirate's favorite branch in the military? The Navy, the not the Army. Army. No, the oh. Navy. The fucking pirates.
2: All right. Well, proceed, (laughs) Kanan. All
1: right. Well, our last. Let me make sure that we're these are the last two. Yes, the last two topics are about as dead as uh, X Men: The Dark Phoenix. Apparently, Uh, we've got. Well, I guess I guess New Mutants really isn't dead. I mean, I guess it should be after this. but a new report from iHorror says that they've been told from a Fox source that New Mutants uh, will not make its August release date and that its release date is nowhere in sight. So they have no idea when this movie is going to release. Uh, and uh, Maisie Williams actually, uh, a few weeks ago, or maybe it was last month, actually came out and said she has no idea when the fucking thing is going to be released. So uh, they're all kind of just like, mm, and. I think there's even a report that the reshoots that were planned haven't happened yet. So I don't know what's going on with this movie. But uh, apparently it's delayed again. Uh, so I want to start with you, Dane. Do you think this movie will ever be seen? Or do you think we'll just end up seeing it on uh, a streaming app?
0: I or think do you it even care? It, I think they should send it back to 1990 to get played as a Disney television movie um, that happens because uh, you can't find them anywhere. So I don't know, man. I'm just, I'd, wow, who knew that Arya Stark would fucking cuss that much in an interview, you know? Um, apparently she's not happy about doing that whole entire thing uh, for a while and not having anything happen to it. This this is just mind-boggling because, you know, first hearing about this film, a lot of good things, and then that just dropped to hell real fucking quickly, and now it's been on this train, and at this point, do we really want to see something get released if they don't... I, I have no idea. I don't know if this is like a Fox. like I, We're done with the fucking X-Men. Like, fuck this. You know, we're not dealing with this shit anymore. Having to advertise it or whatnot. Or if this is Disney really going... Do we really, really want to release this? I have no idea. This could be actually... some could be good. We just... I, I, we don't know because of the extensions and all the shit that happened with this. Started going pretty crazy once the buyout happened. As uh, always, the film's like yeah, it's going to be released. We think it's going to be released. This and Gambit are going to happen. Well, maybe they won't happen. And I have no idea where we're at. Um, I don't know. This is a situation where it, they could lock it in the fucking Disney vault, or uh, if it's you know if if I end up like you know seeing it and it's good, great. But is there really a point, man? You know what I'm saying, man? Like, what's the point, man? What is it?
1: explain to me, Caden. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The initial reports for new mutants was this movie was great. Like, it tested really well. The original cut was awesome. It had a great horror vibe to it. It was like something that they said um hadn't really been done for uh, you know, in the for the comic um, you know, comic book movies um, so to speak. And it was almost like they stepped in and was like, "No, nah, this is this is not where we want to go with it, and this is a pretty much a prime example of War, like Warner Brothers stepping in and meddling with the final product. I almost wish they would just go back to that and say, "Fuck it, we're going to release the original cut, uh, forget all these reshoots, and we're just going to go with that." I think that's how they should go with it. Uh, but Nick, what, what do you think? Are, I mean, you just kind of over it at this point. you I mean, do you want to see this movie? Uh, do you think we'll see it on a streaming app? What do you? What's your thoughts on it? I mean, I was never super
2: hyped for this movie. I mean, I remember, I think when the like first teaser trailer dropped, like all of y'all were like, "Whoa, dude, this looks fucking great!" And I was like, "Yeah, so it could be okay." Um, but so like, <clears throat> I'm I'm cool one way or the other. If if we never see it, I'm I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. Um, if it does come out, I would probably drop it on a streaming app, and I I tend to agree with you, Kanan. I would just go back to the original cut, like do any sort of masterwork that you need to do on it, um, um, any any post work, I guess, um, and then just release it and like be done with it. And like the longer they string it along, the less and less sense it makes. Like just drop it, just uh, either drop it in theaters with that that original cut. Or just release it on, you know, some sort of streaming, or or cut a deal with fucking sci-fi and release it on sci-fi. Like I don't care. Like just like either get it out there or or say, hey, we're just we're just not gonna do anything with this. Um, you know, but one way or the other, like just make a fucking decision on it, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're doing at this point. They keep saying, you know, they. We got some people saying the reshoots haven't even happened, but then they're you know they were still planning an August release, so I, I don't know where um, the information is coming from. But you've had uh, you know Anna Joy Taylor and Maisie Williams both kind of just like mm, I mean, guess you'll see it when you see it. I mean that's kind of like their reaction to it. <laughs> uh, so yeah. at this point, I mean they might be so burnt out that by the time the movie gets ready to drop, I mean, they may not even want to do press for this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, they might have other uh, engagements. So, I mean, there's no telling. It's definitely something that people want to see, but I think everybody's just kind of really getting it to the point where the more it gets delayed, it's just kind of being further on the back burner. And Now, you know, with Disney completely took over Fox, you know, People just don't care anymore. It's like with Dark Phoenix; they're just like, ah, whatever. Once this is over, we'll, they'll move on, and you know, we'll get the real X Men, and we don't need you know all these other shows. But I would like to see it. I mean, I, I would just like for them to just drop it on Hulu, or I know they're not going to do it on Disney uh, Plus, but just drop it on Hulu. Let's just get the version that was a origi- or, you know originally shot, and let's just call it a day. Um, that seems
2: like the best course of action at this point. Like. I mean at least you know try to salvage some amount of money you can by doing that and and um and essentially like I mean you 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 don't even have to do like that much marketing if you just drop it on Hulu and you know people it'll market itself with Twitter and all that and you know the people who have been waiting and want to watch it will go watch it
1: Yeah and yeah. complete I mean I mean, I just I would like to see it in the movie theater. I would like for this movie to get you know the the support that it was gonna have you know from the get go but uh, I don't know if it's the Fox Disney deal that's kind of put it on hold like I don't know if Disney's saying, mm, we don't you know if that's got anything to do with it or not i mean we really we really don't know. We just really go based on uh what these websites tell us, and we don't even know if they're telling the truth half the time, sure. And it's coming from a and it's coming from a website I've never really heard of, so I don't know how reliable they are. Uh but a lot of people run with it, so I mean, if they're running with it, they must have some kind of credibility, I would think. Um the that. last thing I have uh on the uh the agenda is uh one of the casualties of the Fox Disney deal. It looks like uh Fox's the gifted um has been cancelled. It will not get its season three. Uh so the second season was actually the the last we'll see of, of that show. Um Dane, uh, Nick, I don't know have either of y'all really been a fan of The Gifted? Have you watched it and uh did you see this coming or you know, are you a little you know, upset that, you know, the series is over? Well, you, I mean
0: I watched the um I watched I watched the pilot and the, the first couple episodes just kind of fell off because once again a situation where you know there's only so many hours in a fucking day and I thought it was really well done. Fox gets sci-fi for the most part, I would say, uh, in the sense of being able to make a crime procedural mix it with sci-fi. You actually saw it with good shows like Fringe and obviously the X Files in the past, and I heard it had much of those elements uh, within it. Um, but I mean, do you have to expect this as a fan? There's no way that you can wonder how the hell this is happening. Once this buyout happens, it's not so much Fox technically has television rights up to a certain time with X-Men, but why would they be advertising a product that now does not belong to them is what the way that they look at it. Why would they have it on their mainstream, you know, programming, um, on a Wednesday during the week on Fox, You know, it's just giving Disney basically free advertisement. That's I think how a lot of these companies look at it. Um, I think that's the reason why when it was obviously stopping, you know, they were able to get Gotham. They were able to. That's why Gotham stopped because Batman's not going to be on Disney's or is not going to be on um, Fox program programming. And it's a lot of it's a lot of different issues. But this is like you said, a casualty of war of what just happens when you make a jump over. Uh To another you know when when something like this happens when Disney buys up fox there's gonna be a lot of stuff scattered um and unfortunately, this is gonna be one of them uh so sucks. I heard it actually had pretty good ratings, but you know this is they're they're not gonna keep it on their network, and Disney's gonna eventually grab it once they can and pull it off there anyway, so you really wouldn't have that much longer as a fan of the show,
1: yeah, and uh. Before I go to you, Nick, just real quick, um, another, another, I guess, victim, because I don't know, I don't really know where this is going to go, um, you know, once the uh, app starts, but the Simpsons is going to go exclusively to Disney Plus um, once the app rolls out. So, I That's mean, it, you're going to have to, pr- and so I think they're going to pull it off SX as well. Uh, because when the app drops, it's going to have all 30 seasons or 31, however many there are currently, uh, day one on the Disney Plus. So, you know that's a show. And another thing, does that take away from its uh, standing as one of the longest-running uh, TV shows on uh, on on a network? Because if they pull it off Fox, now it's on Disney Plus. I mean, I just don't know, you know, this could be the end for The Simpsons. I don't know. I just don't know Here, that, you know, I don't know if it's a survive problem or I've, not, but I mean.
0: Here's a problem I've always had with that, though, with The Simpsons. Who the fuck has honestly watched The Simpsons in, in like, 10 years, though? Like, <laughs> the, the popularity of the fucking show has diminished ever since Family Guy. I mean, I love The Simpsons. I used to watch a hell out of it. But they always take, like, credit for being around it's because Fox forces it to be on. I mean, I know that it still has great ratings. But it's not like it was at one time period. I mean, The Simpsons has gotten fucking stale. Um, I don't know. I, I that to me is not like. That seems like it's like Fox is finally like finally we don't have to worry about it anymore. It's not in our hands. And they're like, oh, get get the app. You can watch The Simpsons. It's like it, it's like you know beforehand if you watch F, if you watch FX two you can watch every fucking episode of The Simpsons probably in three days because I think that's exactly what that channel was made for. But sorry. I love The Simpsons. I just think it got bad, and everyone pretends that it's always been this amazing, fucking, forever running show. But you know, I, I don't know. I digress.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I completely understand what you're saying. I'm just talk- I'm just talking in you know in in a broad term as far as what's going to happen to these shows. Like, I mean, apparently people are watching them if they if if Fox was keeping them on on television. I don't know if they were just doing it because hey, we want to keep the show going or not. But I mean, do you do you think they're going to do that with Family Guy? Do You think they're going to do that with The Orville? Uh, I mean, what, you know, are they going to just take them off the air and put them all on Disney Plus? I mean, I just wonder what the, you know, what the ramifications of this deal is going to be uh, for some of these shows. Yeah, Bob's right, Burgers. I mean, Jerry what's going to happen, you know, with those. I mean, I think the Simpsons probably could come to an end. I mean, it's been going forever and there's never going to be a show I don't think that will ever top its longevity. Um, but I mean, I feel like Disney could have probably found a place for the gifted, uh, maybe on Hulu or, uh, no, I mean, they're keeping FX running because they're still doing American Horror Story and all that stuff. So I don't see why you can't move some of those shows, um, there, but, um, anyways, back to the gifted, Nick, what, I mean, what do you think about this? Do you think, uh, are you sad? To, did you, or first off, did you watch the show? And secondly, if you did, are you sad to see it go?
2: No, I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> it's, and it's not, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you, you guys know. Um, but uh, I, I will speak on the broader topic though of um, the, the kind of the casualties of this situation. I do watch Legion, um, and it kind of had a similar thing. Season three is going to be it for Legion, um, and you know, I, I, I feel like they've kind, kind of tried to say well this is kind of what we wanted to do all along um but i don't necessarily believe that um but I, you know i get it and and, and it's you know dane mentioned do, you know do you really want this this you know sort of advertising for um you know for something that that you know you you, you probably is long term is not best suited for for you to do um and, and it's the same thing with netflix You know, when, when Disney is starting up their streaming service, Netflix is basically, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ins and outs to that whole situation, but I I mean, I I think there's definitely some ground to stand on in thinking that Netflix was like, what, what's the fucking point? Like, why are we going to keep running in these Marvel shows when, you know, all that's going to do is like remind people about Marvel. And like, like we, you know, we have our own stuff that's pretty successful, um, and you know they're, they're obviously not steering completely away from the, the comic book genre. I mean, um, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I've heard that you know the umbrella uh, uh, is it Umbrella Academy? Um, that uh, it has been wildly successful. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, so I mean I, I think it makes sense on you know for for Fox. Um, made made the same sense, um, you know, for Netflix, um, and it you know makes sense for FX with Legion. It just sucks for us because, uh, you know, as, as fans of these shows, um, they're it, they're just not going to be picked up and continued um, where they left off. Even if these characters pop up in some new iterations, um, we're not going to get the same storylines and probably the same actors and everything else. Um, so you know that's obviously a casualty and just kind of something you have to live with and just hope that, um, what Kevin Feige is able to do with all of these characters, um, you know, essentially, uh, you know, uh, at his disposal now, um, that, you know, the, the gains will outweigh, um, you know, the negatives and, you know, we'll, we'll end up being happy with that and kind of, you know, make us forget that, oh, yeah, we did lose a bunch of really fucking cool shows because of all the shit that Disney's doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I knew there was going to be some casualties. I just, I'm not really sure what all is going to happen. Uh, but I guess we'll see, you know, what happens, you know, down the road if they go to new homes, if they're canceled or what. But um, that covers everything. We, we've we covered it all. We've said it all. We've managed our time efficiently. Um I think it was a pretty good show. I think everything flowed well, and uh, I mean, next, like I said, this is the next week is Endgame, so we're probably going to have a lot to talk about um, for you know that film, and there's probably going to be a bunch of news that pops up for us to be able to talk about next week. Uh, But Dane, uh, before we go, do you want to plug anything or cover anything before we go? Next weekend, man, we got.
0: And uh, Avengers Endgame, I'm going to be in shambles by the end of that weekend. I don't even know what's going to go on. Uh, But, yeah, Wrestling Geeks Alliance, Wednesday. Check it out if you're a fan of wrestling. 7 p.m. EST, we go over wrestling's news in the last uh, week. Uh, Two hours of me and my buddy Chris. Definitely check out that show. And uh, for everyone arguing with me on that post with all the original uh, actors from Star Wars, it's okay to be cool and pretend you wouldn't have liked to have seen that scene. You're a really, really uh, better Star Wars fan for doing that.
1: So anyways, have a good one, guys. <laughs> Bye. Yep, definitely a big weekend. Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame. Uh, Nick, what do you want to cover?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean both those things. Uh, be sure to tune in uh, Monday night for um, you know to listen to Dane and I break down um, the uh, you know previous uh, episode of Game of Thrones. That too. We're going to be doing it uh, through the finale. Um, so that's, that's Monday, uh, Monday evening at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, also, we will be back with Full Court Press next week, um, breaking down all the various playoff series. Um, we've gotten some really good games today uh, so far, um, so it's going to be a lot of fun to, uh, to break those down. Uh, so we'll be back Tuesday. Uh, I think at 6, we're, gonna, we're, we're shooting a, to do earlier shows um so we don't have to miss the playoffs for them um I, I like you know obviously you guys couldn't accommodate me so i've been having to like try to simultaneously watch the playoffs while I'm like, talking to you guys um schedule okay, uh no i'm I'm, I'm just so shut up uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, but anyway um yeah so be uh, you know be sure to check that out and i will be having um Hopefully this weekend, uh, a a new uh, NBA Top 100 Prospects board. It'll be my Volume 4 installment of that ongoing series posted to the website, gvnation.com, so be sure to check that out as well.
1: Yes, and uh, everybody, make sure to check us out on Facebook at Geek Vibes Nation. Check us out on Twitter at Geek Vibes Nation. Make sure you check out the website, gvnation.com. Also, make sure you check out our podcast on iTunes uh pod uh player fm all kinds of sites uh, wrestling geeks alliance we just did a great interview with tony todd uh there's a lot of other great shows on there a lot of recaps for game of thrones geek vibes live uh full court press tons of stuff make sure you catch us and we'll be back next week um as we talk avengers endgame and we find out who's going down who's getting dusted Peace. <laughs> hey, this is Michael Rosenbaum, uh, Lex Luthor from Smallville, The Flash from the Justice League, and you're listening to Geek Vibes Live.